So before we get started, I have to shout out one of the sponsors of this podcast, and that's Disney+. Plus. Now, by now, most of you guys should know what Disney Plus is. It's the home of brands like Marvel, Pixar, Disney, National Geographic, and many, many other brands. And you should be catching up on shows of theirs. I love Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, The Mandalorian, WandaVision. These are all great shows brought to you by Disney Plus. And if you're not checking them out, you should definitely go and check them out and tell them Hayes sent you. Peace. What's going on, beautiful people? We are fresh off the four-year anniversary of The Awakening Soul, and we're jumping right back in this week with a old guest, uh, old consistent contributor to The Awakening Soul, and that's Andrew Bello. If you go back, and for those who have been around since the beginning of the podcast, Andrew Bello was on more episodes than not over the course of like the first 20 episodes of The Awakening Soul, and so... Um, and I explained it all in there. So we got him back. We're having just a good old conversation about the MCU and that's Marvel. Um, and that's the majority of this episode. You, for those who know me and Andrew Bella, when we get together, we can talk for hours about just about anything. And so us getting into the MCU, something that we're both highly interested in and we stay on top of the conversation went extremely long. So because of that, we have an abbreviated, uh, in the minor Hay segment and everything else. I just wanted to give you guys the warning there. If this is your first time listening to The Awakened Soul, it's usually not a bunch of MC. We usually don't even talk movies here very often anyway, because I do have a film podcast called The Film Frequency. Um, but I wanted to have the discussion on the MCU. I wanted to dive deeper into it. And it's just something I wanted to do. So we did it. So this is your first time listening. Usually we cover a little bit deeper topics here, but this is a fun week. Uh, we do have one topic during the In the Mind of Hay segment. But before we get into my dark and twisted crazy ass mind, we have to get into the intro, which is about to start now. The following is a Breaks Media podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my daddy. now in my dark and twisted crazy ass mind we're in the in the mind of hay segment and i have one topic and this one was actually um something that was sent to me um based off the last episode in which i talked about and opened up about like some of the things with loveless and badass soul and one one of the things that was well the email that was sent and asked is how do you deal with negativity coming from somebody that you do love somebody that you do care about and there's a lot of different ways to go about it. And I really thought about how I wanted to answer this because I am very much in the, in the space and in the mindset of if it affects your energy, if it affects your mind state, if it affects just your emotions in any type, shape, form or fashion, you have the right to cut anybody off. And I think sometimes, especially when it comes to our family members, especially when it comes to like people that we care about, we think that we are obligated or they are obligated to a certain role in our lives just because of who they are to us. And the thing is, is that the way that I feel and the way that as I get older is that I realize is that I can love the hell out of you and never talk to you fucking again and still love the hell out of you. 
And I think it's you have to make people respect your boundaries. You have to set the boundaries, not only for them, but for yourself. And sometimes you have to learn to detach yourself from things, not necessarily the person. You still love the person. You still care for them. You still be there when they need you. You may even still reach out occasionally. But that same level of access that they must they that they once could have had, which means you, you dropping everything to come run into them. Sometimes you have to take that away for your own good. And sometimes for them good. So, you know, they say that absence makes the heart grow fonder. Right. And I don't know if I always believe that in every situation, but I do believe that sometimes by removing yourself from the situation, it gives you a time to maybe regroup, appreciate them more. Think of a way to uh, attack the the actual thing and the culprit of what's affecting your guys' relationship or what's making them bring negativity. But it also adds perspective. And when you get that time to yourself and you get that time to really add that perspective and think about the things that are going on in their life or whatever else in your life, or if you just even want this person to still have that level of access before you make that permanent decision, sometimes you need to take that. And if they truly love you, hopefully they evaluate the same time. Hopefully instead of being selfish and them thinking, oh, see, I knew that motherfucker didn't care. That's why they're not talking to me. They sit back and think, damn, if for this person to love me as much as I know that they did and for them to remove themselves from my life, must mean that something is happening here. And let me reevaluate what I'm doing. Let me reevaluate what I was doing to them. Let me reevaluate myself. And then hopefully at that point, if you both have that time to have that perspective, you both have that time to gain that new insight is that then it allows you guys to come back together as more whole people and come back together and just be on the same page. Never Think that just because somebody's your mama, just because somebody's your brother, just because somebody's been your friend for 12, 20, however many long years, that that means that you don't have the right to step away from whatever's going on and bringing negativity into your situation. We are the first generation, and I say this proudly all the time, that, that have a better understanding of what mental health is and how much it truly does affect in just our day to day and what we're able to give it to ourselves, to our loved ones, to our children, to our job, to everything else. And because of that, you need to realize how other people are affecting that health in the same by that same light. And so that that could possibly mean, hey, I love you. I love the shit out of you. But you got to fucking go. You got to fucking go. And I, I think once we once we stop vilifying ourselves for having that thought and having that opinion and realizing that whatever we need to do, whatever we need to cut out. So that we can be mentally better, so we can be emotionally better, so we can be more whole people. You got to cut that shit out like a cancer and keep it fucking moving. Keep it moving. And like I said, and I want to highlight is it's very rarely people themselves. It's factors or whatever that person's going through, whatever you're going through, whatever you guys have gone through together. It's it's I I, I choose to believe that it's not always the person who's negative it's the way that they're choosing to deal with whatever they're going through whatever other factors are affecting them that makes them be a negative person or makes them be a negative impact on your life now there are certain people who are just negative people there are certain people who just need to go there are certain people who no matter what you do no matter how much amount of time they're always going to be a drain and those people need to be kicked out and kicked out permanently you don't need to feel bad about kicking those people out either but sometimes time time how many times you got to think about how many times for yourself, let's not even include anyone else, that you are able to step away from something. And then when you come back, that new perspective either makes it easier or you realize, damn, I was kind of making this harder on myself. I know for one, like I'm I'm a handy person. I love putting this shit together. I love building stuff. And there are certain times where I am 
so caught up in what I'm trying to build or trying to put together that I will I will miss the fact that I'm just missing a very simple piece or a very simple step because now I am so frustrated and I'm so focused on just beating and getting this thing done. But then if I take a step, I go eat. If I take a step away and back and go play with my children, if I take a step back and just go for a walk, go watch a movie, whatever else, and come back to it, just that time alone has now given me more patience and, and a different perspective. And I'm like, damn, you know what? This is all I was missing. And it's so much easier then. So that's how I'd say you deal with a negative person, even if it's somebody you love, but never be afraid to cut anybody out. People need to continually and always be earning whatever spot they have in your life. And as long as you realize that, and as long as you, like I said, stop making yourself feel bad for having to cut certain people out, your life would be that much better for. At least that's my opinion. Let me know what you guys think about it. That has been the end of mine of Hayes. Like I said, an abbreviated one uh, this week. We are going to jump into the MCU, the state of the MCU with the one and only Andrew Bello. I'll see you guys right after this. We are welcoming a guest who has not been on the awakening, so I don't think in God, it's, it's had it been about a year, but he was a consistent contributor to the Awakening Soul when we first started. Then he's gotten just as busy as I am. Uh, we got the man, the God, the Lord of Thunder, Mr. Andrew Bellows in the building. What's going on? <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm a God of Thunder now since I think I've last been on here. I've got official Asgardian residency and, and citizenship, and uh, things are, are fine over here. We, we've managed to avoid the Rona. <laughs> covid free in in asgard that's always good absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah i mean you guys have a god butcher coming there soon so i mean hopefully yeah we have bigger problems <laughs> yeah, unfortunately sure. but uh... <laughs> but we are here today to just have a fun conversation about the mcu something that i know me and bello both love and adore a lot and uh can talk about for hours and hours and hours we'll see how long this one goes but uh bello it's been it's been quite an interesting turn since you know, the end of phase three going into phase four, like phase three was such a great bookend. It was always going to be like one, like wonder how they would pick it up and like where it would go. And the picture's starting to become a little bit more clear. So we've had uh, first seasons of three shows so far. One started now in What If um, in the MCU. We've also had Black Widow release with Shane Cheese being the next up in a couple of weeks, I think. Um, yep. So first, we'll start off with the the show so far the, on Disney+. Plus. We had WandaVision, Falcon, the Winter Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Loki so far. What's been your favorite out of the three? I'd have to say Loki was was definitively my favorite of the three. And I think it was my favorite of the three even before we got the last episode. Yeah. And then that put it way the hell yeah. over the top as far as the implications of where we're going with the MCU moving forward, as far as um, you know, spoiler alert, a Kang the Conqueror or, or the one who remains, or you know, he who remains, or 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 you know, whatever Egyptian pharaoh y name he's gonna have at some point. Or had in the comics, and uh, and Jonathan Majors man was was fantastic. Awesome, in so yeah, dude, yeah. it was so good. I didn't really know what we were getting there. I didn't know a lot of his work. I've since, because of the Kang thing, watched Lovecraft uh, Country yeah. as a, just to check out what we have in store for us. And yeah, we're good. Kang's gonna be fine, folks. And and it's funny because like everybody thought Kang like well, there was a lot of speculation at the beginning that Kang would appear, and it grew over the course of the season. Um, even though the version that we saw isn't officially Kang, but you know, and K the Kang that we get is probably going to be way different than that depiction, but it was just, it was awesome to see like the moment that that door opened 
and he was there, it was like, okay, what Loki just did with like, because Loki had felt all up until that point, like, all right, this is a fun show to watch, but like, how much is it really going to contribute into the MCU going forward, considering Loki was a variant, he wasn't the Loki that we knew. Um, but then once that happened, and you realize that Marvel and these genius ass bastards of what they do, what they did just made Loki a must watch. It, for anyone who was not thinking about watching it, it's a must watch now for just to know what's going on as the multiverse breaks down. And every, like this was the reason why we're going to have the multiverse of madness. And it was just amazing writing. It, it was crazy. On a, on a more meta point, too, as far as these series have gone on the Disney Plus, it's the third one. And the first one, WandaVision, looked like it was paying off with Mephisto. Nah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier build up to the power broker. Who's it going to be? It's gonna be, uh, Sharon Carter. Okay. Yeah. Now you get to Loki and it's like, oh, are we going to do this again? Nope, nope, nope. We actually got what we wanted on this one. So now, it, you know, the, to make a baseball analogy of it, it's like the, we got two fastballs. Now we got a curveball. Yeah. And hopefully we, we continue to get a few more of those. And even though we're going to get disappointed a lot of times they are going to hit us every so often with that big one and and it'll make it all worth it hopefully yeah i mean and they know that we're we're going to speculate about everything each and everything that they do so it's nice that they subvert those expectations by still telling great stories but not it maybe not hooking in to the largest larger story that we wanted to like i remember wandavision so many people were speculating that this is going to be how we get the x-men in the mcu and then of course when evan peters came into the show that just went over the top and no, he ends up just being Ralph Boner. Um, and then like, yeah. so oh, that too. Yeah. Jeez. And so, yeah. um, yeah. And, and, and then with, with Loki specifically, like just the way when you think about how that show was crafted and then like, now you get like, I, I don't know. I know you've probably seen it cause you're just as much as me. You fall down the rabbit hole of like, it's syncing up with WandaVision and the, and the finale oh, yeah. of that episode perfectly. is just like the, as much as some things, early on in the MCU seemed like they had to figure out a way to kind of make it all connect. These motherfuckers are now playing 3d chess in a way that we, we could never understand. Absolutely. And they have I believe Michael Waldron is, is the writer of this show. He's also writing, uh, he was the, he was the showrunner on Loki and he will be writing or has written, I guess the Dr. Strange too. Yeah. So he also was a guy who worked on Rick and Morty. So he's doing the multiverse stuff. He's been, you know, he, he's an OG of the multiverse writing, if you will. So he's, you know, he's now mastering this ship, at least a certain wing of the MCU. It kind of feels like we're getting, we're getting a few prongs, not just with the multiverse, but kind of feels like, you know, we got Spidey and Strange. They're going to be doing some stuff over here with Wanda, maybe. And then over here, we're going to have, you know, uh, the Marvels or whatever it is coming down the pike. And that's going to do the secret invasion thing and the, the whole love and thunder as Guardians of the Galaxy sect of, of the MCU. And then this is all obviously going to come back around at some point down the road and some magnanimous, ridiculous over the top, but probably still won't be quite as ridiculous as Endgame yeah. event. I mean, it could yeah. like the thing is, is that we still don't know. We know that Kang is going to be in, like, he, he's involved in the multiverse. We know he's going to be in Ant-Man. Is Kang going to be the big bad of the next few phases? He may not be. If he is, it could, it could end up being huge. It could bring Galactus, who knows, because we get no Fantastic Four is coming. So it's a lot up in air, but I, I love what you just said, because it seems like they're working on a lot of different strings. Like, you, you said uh, Secret Wars and how that's going to go with, with Miss Marvel 
uh, the TV show, and then the Marvels, the the movie, and then and then that. But then we also have Armor Wars coming, which a lot of people are speculating oh, that's yeah. going to pick up with with Sharon Carter being the power broker and what happened at the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then how does Hawkeye and then play into that? Like it seems like they have like a lot of different interconnected threads. That yeah, and Yelena Belova too working yeah. her way right through that thread too. Yeah, yeah. and then also um, Val. So we still got her and what how, what's going on with her and how she's recruiting. So it really seems like there's going to be so many different threads that all culminate in whatever they're doing, whatever the next big thing is, that it's just going to make it a nice next handful of years in the MCU because we're going to have so much to speculate about. Um, one thing that, you know, I, I feel like because of everything that's happened since then, that the amazingness of WandaVision has now, like is, while a lot of people were talking about it, it's kind of gotten missed and overlooked like WandaVision from the aspect of like what they did with characters regardless of how it fits into the rest of the MCU was one of the best stories that they've told in Marvel how did you feel about WandaVision I thought it I thought it very was very well executed and I also kind of think it got jobbed obviously by the virus and and all sorts of stuff with the Black Widow release getting pushed back the Falcon and the Winter Soldier release getting pushed back it kind of was hung out there coming out of as the start of phase four in a way that it wasn't meant to be. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of felt very awkward in that respect. And I, I think it suffered a little bit. And like you said, now we're already what six months removed, not even from that show. And it's kind of the, 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 the hype about it is obviously waned very much and but it'll build back up as we head into Dr. Strange, but it's all about the Loki aspect of this multiverse breaking out and all that sort of stuff right now. But I, I thought WandaVision was great. I, I was obviously very disappointed by, um, by, by the lack of, of Evan Peters being a more significant Quicksilver in the universe. And uh, obviously with the Mephisto build and, and it wasn't a high probability, but it, it just seems so much like they were doing a lot of what the comics were doing. And then for it to end ultimately with, with the, it was Agatha all along felt a little underwhelming but now kind of as with seemingly everything related to wanda mm -hmm. as you take a step back and you get a little bit more context everything that happened before becomes that much more interesting she's like the alex jones of the mcu given enough time she's cool <laughs> i like that i like that a lot that actually makes a lot of sense uh but it the thing with wandavision that i that i worry about and you know it's it's feige it's marvel i probably shouldn't be but it's so much time between that and her next appearance in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is that how are they going to... And, you know, I think Feige said at one point that you don't necessarily have to watch WandaVision to understand where she's going to be at the start of, of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But I just wish that those two were... Everything else is in close proximity to the movies they relate to. That one has such... It's going to be such a huge gap. We're going to... We're looking at about 18 months before, Doc, before that happens between the end of WandaVision and multiverse of madness coming up does that worry you at all it, it doesn't unfortunately but here's what does worry me is that they're gonna do like two throwaway lines to sum up the entirety of wandavision at the beginning of doctor mm -hmm. strange for yeah. for the casuals who aren't aware it's gonna be like oh what happened why why is wanda maximoff gone crazy like oh you didn't hear she took over a town in new jersey for like a couple months and it was crazy and you know all this stuff happened and boom that's it they're going to explain that whole nine episode masterful you know series that we got in, in a couple throwaway lines for the people that don't and it meant you know, like you, sh you shouldn't be obligated to watch every freaking second of marvel television to be able to enjoy some of these movies but it is going to be kind of belittling in, in retrospect yeah, especially like i don't i don't know where uh vision is going to pop back up in but i would love to see somebody who doesn't watch didn't watch wandavision 
And the first time Vision pops up and he's just all white and them not knowing what the fuck happened. Like I, like that yeah. would just that would that would blow my mind. Like Wanda, okay, even if she shows up with a different outfit, that shit happens and she's a little bit more crazy. Shit, just from what she went through with Infinity War and Endgame, okay, I can kind of piece together what happened there. But Vision popping back up still alive and looking completely different is something that I would I, I just want to know how they're gonna explain it if he pops up in the movie. Wait, Wanda's got kids now? And who's yeah. this black Captain Marvel chick? <laughs> like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you missed in WandaVision yeah. if you weren't there. Like, yeah. you know, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like Monica Rambeau's gonna show up and be like, wait, that little girl from Captain Marvel, like, what happened? All of a sudden, she's just got powers now? Yeah. Like, what? Poof. She's badass, though. She was great. Uh, she's <laughs> fucking beautiful. Like, yeah, she yeah, was just, great. And well, yeah, that doesn't hurt. Yeah, that doesn't hurt at all, too. Um, the one that I've been disappointed that, and let me not say disappointed because that's, that's too strong of a word, but the one that I wasn't as high on was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because I feel like there was just a lot of lull in those middle episodes. I like the way it ended. I like the way it began. But it feels like really, out of all these shows so far, it really feels like to me that, that Falcon and the Winter Soldier would have been the one that benefited out, out of just being three episodes. Like, that's all it needed for, for me. What do you think about it? Yeah. Well, again, I think because they got moved back, that would have been, I believe, the first, first of one. the shows. Yeah. Um, would it have come out before Black Widow? I don't believe so. Because, well, Black Widow got pushed back a bajillion times. So presumably, let's say Black Widow came out first. It would have come after that. Um, it would have made the whole Val situation pretty interesting because we we really get introduced to her more formally in the series. Mm -hmm. Had that come um, after the movie, it might have been made that, that end credit scene very different for us. But ultimately, um, I, I did feel like it fell a little flat. But also, it's... It's a much smaller production, right? It's not it's not this big world ending uh, giant purple guy with, you know, killer bling and all this sort of stuff coming down, trying to snap people to death. It's it's a, you know, it was like a, a small terrorist unit run by, you know, maybe a, a barely of age girl uh, <laughs> trying to figure out where, where her place in the world is. It was it was very kind of, I don't know, very, very. It, it's supposed to be kind of, you know, less spectacular, I suppose. Having said that, the show overall, I thought, was enjoyable. If you if you enjoy the Black Widows, the the Winter Soldiers, like uh, the, you know, the, the that particular movie, Captain America movie, this was very much cut from that same cloth. So if you like that kind of stuff, it, it, it you know, kind of hits you in the right spots, I think, as far as that was concerned. Captain America Civil War, too, obviously, with Sharon Carter and all those uh, involvements and and it, it was just a, I thought it was overall pretty good. I was I'm not gonna lie, I was worried it was going down a woke path. I wasn't gonna like ultimately, but I think I think it settled nicely at the end of the series. And ultimately, I think I think everybody can appreciate the stories that were told there. Um, and and ultimately, I'm I'm fully on board with with Sam Wilson as Captain America. Where going into the series, maybe I was slightly more dubious. Yeah, I, I like yeah the themes and the story that they wanted to tell was was great. Like I, I th that didn't bother me as much as all. And I like the the parallels to using Isaiah Bradley as like a replacement for the Tuskegee Airmen uh, experiments. Mm -hmm. Like that all makes sense because in that world you can see them experimenting with the super soldier serum instead of that. And so that all made sense. And I love how it ended with him taking Isaiah Bradley to see his exhibit in in the the museum and whatnot. So that all makes sense. It just it just felt like it. they just tried to get to a number of episodes and the story really just didn't need that number of episodes. And that's where it came off. It was just the one that the, out of all these shows so far, I, WandaVision had me hooked every single week. 
And the first two episodes, like the show took such a turn after those first two episodes that it went a different place. It was amazing. We already talked about Loki. This was just the one that it was like those middle two episodes, two and a half episodes. Like looking back, it was just like, eh, eh, it really, it really didn't do much for the story. Um, I, I do love Sam as the new Captain America. I love that there's talk about doing a Captain America movie with him being the lead. I, I really yeah. I like the idea of of it being a series because it gives more time for him and Bucky. But I understand Captain America is a huge franchise. You want to try to do a film there. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's just where I feel on, fell on the show so far. Now, we had another one debuts um, Ooh, one episode real quick, though, before we move on, because you mentioned the movie. What who, who's our villain for Captain America for with starring uh, Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson, Captain America? Hmm. That's a good question. Because I got an idea while you're while you're thinking. Okay, okay. Let, let, let me throw this one out there. We got to bring back the Red Skull, right? Fucking former Nazi now looking at a black Captain America. Like, oh, this is going to oh. be epic. We oh. need to do that shit. Yes. So, okay, this <laughs> like, is this is what, what, what concerns me with, like, bringing back Red Skull. Because he showed up in Infinity War and Endgame. He kind of just disappeared after that. But, like, even the thing that, that made me realize, like, like, or think, like, how much of a villain really does this generation look at as the red skull is because like even Hawkeye and, and um, Bl- uh, black widow, when they were there, they kind of just, they didn't even mention. like, you would think they would be like, is that the fucking red skull? Like, yeah, that's it, true. No one kind of mentioned it. It was just like, okay, this is this creepy guy here who knows my dad's name. Let's keep it moving. Um, but yeah, red skull coming maybe back. That I- was just, yeah. Maybe that was just part of history that just wasn't told to the, to the masses really is that, Oh, by the way, the, the, the Nazis had like a paranormal division, um, which is probably, I mean, it, it, it's true. Actually they yeah. did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, crazy. I mean now, yeah, it is kind of yeah. bonkers when you think about it, but yeah, that's, that's something that isn't taught in your seventh grade history class necessarily. True. True. And I guess that would be true to life. Good point. There is always Bella. Um, but I, I was about to get into and then as far as like, let me ask you a question. As far as a villain, Red Skull would be a good one because we just haven't seen him. I also think. Right. There aren't really a whole lot of super iconic Captain America really villains. That... Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea, man. I have no idea. And even if they try to bring um, Peggy Carter, I mean, no, Sharon Carter back as like the power broker as a villain. That's not going to work in the fucking movie. No. Yeah. No. no it's, she would have to be working for somebody way bigger and i don't see her necessarily tying into the mandarin but yeah of all of those various branches that i mentioned before that we're going down mm-hmm. i don't really know where shang chi places in any of this like we'll, we'll where, where does that. he fall yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that but okay here's here's one that's maybe outside the box a good for th- for sam wilson's version of captain america a good villain for him and this is not one from the comic well he's in the comic books but not a captain america villain deathlock Ooh, okay yeah, I could see something like that. Deathlock that could easily be, be, be like their way of trying to bring back the super soldier serum. He goes AWOL. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and that that just continues on down that super soldier path with them. And I, I mean, I wouldn't be I wouldn't hate it if Zemo popped back up as, as the main villain yet again, because he's just been spectacular. Awesome. He was really, really he was killing it in that series. And man, what I would do for that jacket. Like that jacket, they <laughs> they they nailed the jacket. Yeah, I was, they did. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm mad we didn't get more of him in the in the face mask and the jacket and like yeah. completely decked out. But yeah, I mean him being a, a villain that that kind of matches, especially now that they he has a relationship with Sam and Bucky specifically, it would be a good villain. So yeah, there you go there. Uh, but the next series, uh, what if only one episode so far? Captain uh, Carter, uh, what were your thoughts on this? One? I, I'm 
sort of mundane. Having said that, that's sort of how I felt about almost all of these series after the first episode. It was just kind of, uh, all right. Now, I, from what I understand, having done a little bit more research about the show recently, is that these episodes are going to have a significant amount more continuity than I think we were originally told mm-hmm. they were going to be. It kind of, what if, for, for those of you unaware, like in the comics, they do a what if series. What if Peter Parker didn't become Spider-Man or whatever it is? What if, what if Peter Parker became the Punisher instead of Spider-Man or whatever it is? Yeah. I think that actually was one of them. Um, but that stood off in its own thing, and very rarely, if ever, would they cross over with something else unless it legitimately decided to form a whole new universe, like something like the Ultimates universe or whatever the case may be. Um, so these, uh, it appears, are going to have this continuity. And when we come out of this final episode, Peggy Carter kind of arriving as Captain Carter in close enough to present day, we're going to, I guess 2012, as far as when the actual events of the, of the Marvels of the Avengers movie took place. But now she's in the future here and it looks like they are going to kind of continue down this road. And next episode looks like it's T'Challa uh, as, as Star-Lord, which is going to be cool and obviously somewhat bittersweet having it be kind of like Chadwick's last performance um, seemingly has absolutely nothing to do with T'Challa as Star-Lord, right? Like, those are two paths. I'm very interested to see how they might cross. Yeah, definitely. It, it, like, so I'm interested in the series. This first episode for me was kind of just, it, it was cool to see the, the, the animation style is fucking amazing. I love the animation style, but the story itself, it didn't really do much for me. Now, I am interested if they do pick it up, whether this season or next season, uh, to show what else happens to Peggy Carter in, in present day like you said, 2012, but, um, overall, like the fact that this could be, they, they're telling us stories of different things that happened in the multiverse has me more interested. And I just, I love how that part worked out because, you know, we, we had to see Loki first to understand that this could be in continuity in a way, but this is also a way to tell stories that are technically in continuity that never really affect what we see in the movie. So hats off to Marvel there. And they might, if they, if they want to at any given time, we could see, and and there actually are rumors that we'll see Haley Atwell reprise her role as, as Peggy Carter and be Captain Carter for maybe even a cameo of sorts in uh, Dr. Strange Two, the multiverse of madness. And then you I think you mentioned secret wars before at some point, but secret wars, all of these possibilities are back on the table as far as people that could show up and, represent some fraction of battle world or something along those lines yeah it's 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 so many different ways that everything could go we now we ha- we've had one film so far in black widow what were your opinions on black widow because we haven't really talked about it at all for real which is i think that speaks uh, uh volumes to a certain extent but all right so very much cut from the falcon and the winter soldier um you know kind of path as far as as far as that branch of the marvel cinematic multiverse at this point in time um, I thought it was okay. I went into it with very low expectations, right? It had very little to do with anything relevant going on in the modern day MCU because we know, you know, good old Scar Joe died and, and, and will not in all likelihood now after the lawsuit and all this stuff be coming back to Disney anytime soon. So she dead, she ain't coming back. Um, and I, I went into the movie going, all right, let's see what Florence Pugh's got because she's obviously going to be that black widow type figure moving forward in the MCU. And I was impressed. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I like that. I'm going to be very interested to see how the, how quickly they have her drop this accent. Right. And that's obviously going to be like a a really funny online talking point for a while is that people monitoring how long she keeps this accent after the whole thing with, uh, with Wanda. 
But uh, I thought she was I thought she was great. I think she fills the void. She's good to look at. I don't know that they're going to do the super sexy Black Widow thing moving forward. Mm-hmm. So it's not all that important anymore, I guess. And in that respect, she was funny. She she, you know, has this attitude about her that's different. She's still got that stone cold killer kind of thing, but she does have a little spunk to her um, very much like Natasha did. So I, I think she could carry the mantle just fine. And that was really what I was looking for most coming into the to the movie and I, I I'm somewhat satisfied on that regard and and that for if for nothing else for that to be the introduction to the new Black Widow was enough right and I think the the movie coming where it did it just really felt out of place this felt like an early MCU movie now had this can't come out in phase one or early phase two I think we would it, the conversation around it would be completely different but because of that, it fell into a lot of the problems in the early MCU. The villain was fucking terrible. And I and it, it was nothing. Remember, the only thing memorable yeah. out of this is Florence Pugh. And the fact that she's going to be our Black Widow going forward and, and contribute to the MCU. I, I Like her, the comedic timing that she had in some of that, the, oh, some of really those scenes. Good. Yeah. All, automatically puts her at one of the best in the MCU to me as far as people who are still currently. Because Robert Downey Jr. is gone. She's not on Chris Hemsworth's level, but how he, much he factors in will remain to be seen. But, like, I want more of Florence Pugh as Helena. And as long as I get that, Absolutely. I'm, on, I'm on board for that. Um, the thing that, a, a couple of things, just, like, story-wise, the thing that I don't like about what it did um, for the MCU as a whole is the whole thing about the super soldier serum now becoming more and more common is starting to bother me because it was made as, like, the super soldier serum Steve was the only one. Steve and Red Skull were the only two that survived it. That's what made it so special. Now we find out that Red Guardian was operating with the Super Soldier Serum for so long. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was uh, Bucky. Yeah, Bucky. Um, Bucky had some version of it. Um, oh, the whole the whole skull uh, flag smashers in in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Had. Now they're mostly gone, but like uh, uh, U.S. Agent has it. Yeah. So it's 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 it. It is weird, and there's an alternate version of Peggy Carter who has it now. So, yeah, um, so. yeah, and now now it's kind of all over the place, and a thousands of Black Widows, presumably. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, Isaiah Bradley had it, which we had no idea. That is one thing that 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 was weird to me. So, in in and this is going back in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Isaiah Bradley specifically told Bucky that he kicked his ass before. When the fuck did that happen? Yeah, that needs to be revisited in live action in some way, shape, or form, right? Yeah. Like, even if that's an end credit scene, a Captain America four, or Bucky, you know, is hanging out at home, and Isaiah Bradley's grandson shows up, and it's like, hey, you want to see a video of pops whooping your ass? And like, <laughs> and like, it just like puts in the tape, and they sit there and watch it. Like, yeah, I need to see the uh, the unofficial, super confidential government footage of that battle because that sounds pretty dope. Definitely, definitely. Uh, but so that's that's Black Widow. I, 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 it did what it needed to do and introduced us to a new Black Widow. It, it showed that she's going to be in the Hawkeye series and whatever. Else. It did that. But that's really all I have to say about that. It, had that come out like right after Civil War or even because it, it was very much like the Winter Soldier. It's, it's so many different things that it's like, but it didn't execute any of it as good. It could have been different. But, you know, it is what it is. We got what we got from that. Next up, as far as the main movies that we have uh, just at the end of this year we got in september we have shang chi november we have the eternals in december we have spider way no spider man no way home uh first up shang chi now you already mentioned you don't know where it fits in uh we're getting the real mandarin in this the 10 rings 
What are your expectation levels for this film? Yeah, I would have to imagine if gun to my head that this is going to somehow fit into the more Falcon and the Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Black Widow sort of thing, mostly because of Abomination. Mm. There's probably some sort of General Ross connection there as to why Abomination is involved in this Mortal Kombat-esque tournament to win the rings, presumably. Um, there's going to be something going on along those lines. But Wong also appears to be yeah. in the trailer for this movie, which is very interesting. And it makes makes sense that that I think Benedict Wong is his actual name, um, that he won't, he would be in the movie. He was kind of like the most prominent Chinese character in the in the films. And to him not to be involved in the in the Shang-Chi movie would be kind of a disservice to all the work he's put in up to this point. Um, so he gets his way in there. Uh, I'm intrigued to see what's up with Shang-Chi. Uh, the only bit of reading I've ever done about him in the comics is I think there was a single issue written by CM Punk that I own and read. Um, so we'll, it'll be... Yeah, that, that was, I'm pretty sure it was a one shot. I'll try and dig it up. Um, but it's, uh, it, it, was, it was whatever. And, you know, he's this master of Kung Fu. I'm kind of interested and hopeful that he'll get involved with Spider-Man because there's kind of a story in the comics where he teaches him, you know, martial arts and, and one's specifically geared towards Spider-Man's power set, which would make him virtually unstoppable in the MCU moving forward. So that'd be pretty cool to see. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hyped for this movie. I've been... Of all of the projects that were coming up, I think I've been more excited about this than most people have. Just to, just because it feels like it's going to be a, a different flavor, and who doesn't like a good kung fu kung fu flick? I mean, yeah, and and that's the thing with this is that Marvel has really said it's a Marvel movie. On top of that, people love kung fu, kung fu movies. Um, for the comic nerds who are ready to see the real Mandarin, I'm glad that we're getting that too. I really have a lot of at least my speculation on this is and my theory is that this is actually going to be set during the time, the five years during the snap. Ooh, okay. Because, and the reason why I think that is because why would Wong compete in a tournament if Doctor Strange is gone? Doctor Strange was gone for five years. Maybe Wong was trying to find his way. Maybe he thought gaining the power of the Ten Rings would have been a way to kind of reverse things. So I really do think that this, I honestly think this and part of Eternals, well, Eternals is going to span over fucking lifetimes, but I really think that Shang-Chi is going to happen in the in the that five-year gap and then that's that's how they're gonna uh, like fit that in in the timeline that is that is a a good hypothesis i like the idea because you're you're right like if if it came down to it and these 10 rings needed to be one for the civilization to continue dr strange would be there not wong so yeah it must be there every year one thing is always predictable postage costs go up stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89 percent off usps and ups services so your business will barely notice the change Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. That five years, and that's kind of a cool thing that they've been building for the MCU moving forward is that, yeah, we're past the five-year period, but it's really cool to kind of see how that five-year period shook out, right? Like all that that total chaos, and we get these little peaks of Monica Rambo waking up in the hospital bed, and and you know next to her the bed that her mother presumably died in, and she she didn't you know she wasn't there for it, and all these other people coming back and and seeing all this kind of chaos that resulted from it, even the, the those kind of eerie shots from endgame when they you know they're, they're panning up and you see like city field in new york and it's just like empty and there's cars everywhere and it just it just looks like shit even though it was five years later you figure they would clean that stuff up by then but yeah. nevertheless um yeah it, that that's kind of a, an interesting little peek into a, a dystopian 
um, could have been in the MCU. Not not necessarily a what if it what was, but it could have it could have continued on forever. Yeah, and then like the thing that how they're, what they're going to tell with Shang Chi as well is that we get very few glimpses of it in the trailers, but we get mythical creatures, we get fucking dragons in this. Like there's like some yeah. lion dog bear type creature that we see briefly in it yeah, as well food dogs i think they're yeah called. so yeah. like it i'm just really interested to see what they tell with it and uh the trailers have me really excited for it but and i think the the guy i don't know his name off the top of my head who's actually playing song chi Simu Lee. yeah he yeah. is a star in the fucking making so um yeah yeah hats off to them for that um next up we got eternals and spider spider-man no way home now I know you weren't hugely into the comics. I know you kind of gotten into them more. I just, I'm interested to see, like, what is your expectation of, like, the Eternals not knowing? You probably know by now, but, like, not really being aware of them as main characters. Yeah, I'm vaguely aware of them. Um, and and I've, I've been putting in some comic work over the last couple of years. But, yeah, they, they very rarely really come up in any sort of big storylines, at least any that I've stumbled upon. Um, I'm not all that excited about this. But, hey, you know, it, it's the MCU I wasn't all that stoked about Guardians Sans maybe the cast when it when when it was first coming out. I was like, okay, I'll see what's going on. Batista's in it. All right, cool, whatever. Yeah. Um, but now now you know the Eternals. Look, I'm also on on the track of like I was saying with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was worried to a certain extent that it was going to get a little too woke for my personal liking. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with them like taking certain branches and just doing all the fucking wacky woke shit in it. And I like if as long as it's not super important to the continuity, I'm fine with it. Let the Eternals and the Marvels branch of this whole nonsense just go run wild with it. Do do it all. Purple haired, septum pierced, you know, bipox all over the place. Just let it let it let it let it be. Um, but, uh, I, you know, that the Eternals just doesn't it's not jumping off the page. I mean, even the cast, it's like, all right, Selma Hayek. All right, yeah, cool. The couple of people from what like The Walking Dead, I guess I, I didn't even watch that show. So it is what it is. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know anything about them. That's what it is. I knew there was like a handful of people that were all from one show. Um, but yeah, I, I actually am intrigued mostly about Black Knight because I've been doing a lot of uh, Black Knight reading. That's a in, character in my you should recently. absolutely be excited about. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, and that'll I, be cool. And Kid Harrington, I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but obviously, you know, everyone and their mother will tell you he he was great in that show. So um, yeah. that'll that'll be cool to see him as Black Knight. Yeah, I, I think I think too that um. I really feel, and this may be again crazy ass speculation, but I really feel like they're gonna make Galactus a, a celestial. Okay, yeah. See, that's an angle I've heard kind of controversially bouncing back and forth, and in and even in the comics, I guess there might even be certain universes within the comics that 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 is the case. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Uh, I like that. I like the idea that. There could be a situation somewhere down the line. I guess this could still play out where he is a celestial and he's battling celestials. But I like the idea that they're they're different entities altogether. And I kind of subscribe to the Marvel comic theory of like Galactus is the is the result of the end of the previous omniverse or multiverse or whatever it is. And he he is the the first and only thing that that is in this new universe when it's born and then the rest of the universe is born and then he's basically meant to prune it almost like the time variance authority is with the with the with the various um timelines he's going around just pruning uh life to make sure it doesn't proliferate to the point of of overpopulation i guess uh and then obviously they've kind of done the thing recently in the comics with the history of the marvel universe and him and franklin uh richards are kind of sitting at the end of it and they're 
they're kind of the the neo and 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 you know agent smith to to one yeah. another at the end of at the end of the universe and it's just them and uh, i i like that uh, mythology i guess better than than him being just another celestial and i mean there and there is a version as well of galactus in the comics and i don't i think it was just one particular run um where he was able like not only did he is he the eater of worlds but he goes through the multiverse like he's able to travel through different versions yeah. of the universe and, and feed and, and move as he as he will as well and so like if you think about them setting up the multiverse then that would be ripe for him now that everything's kind of gone out of fucking control so um but yeah eternals is, is one of those yeah well yeah. go ahead sorry no i'm just jumping in because they they do kind of get funky and as this stuff gets more complicated it's going to be interesting to see the decisions they make mm-hmm. because it seems like even in the what if series uatu appears to be looking over the entirety of the multiverse which is not to my understanding how it is in the comics where a watcher watches a universe and and there are multiple watchers watching over the multiverse it kind of seems like jeffrey writes the watcher is more akin to almost eternity and and even is visually shown that way where Mm -hmm. it is basically eternity watching itself develop over time almost kind of like a like ego was like in yeah. his early stages, like he was just like a couple of little bit of lights and then he kind of like watched himself grow. Um, but that that's kind of interesting. And, and I like the idea of like, there's a Galactus in every universe. Like there's, there should be a watcher in every universe. Mm-hmm. So I, I really hope that they don't make him like a multiversal entity. Cause that'll just, it, it sounds cooler, but it's not like it, then it takes off the, the table, the possibility of some crazy villain going around and killing Galactuses left and right, or a yeah. bunch of Galactuses showing up and, oh crap, what do we do now? Or Galactus is <laughs> fighting other Galactuses. <laughs> we want all that on the table. But uh, So what do you think? So, there, the, so I know as like fans, we're expecting this multiverse thing to really span, but there, there's been a couple of theories that I've seen that like really the multiverse is really going to last a few movies and then it's over with. There is no more multiverse. Now, I think that's I, I don't want the multiverse to go on forever because you're right. It can get convoluted. It can be because then at that point, like anytime we lose a character, if the fans react and we can pull them from another universe, you don't want that going on too much. Yeah. But what do you think about the, the off chance or the chance that this multiverse thing really ends with Doctor Strange in the multiverse? Man? Oh, I definitely don't think that's that's necessarily going to be the case, although. With big events coming down the road, like even Secret Invasion and potentially Secret War, even further down, it it would be really weird for those things to be going on, like in one universe or one multiverse, while there's other while while we're supposed to be paying attention hypothetically to other stuff happening on on other universes. Yeah. That would be a lot for even us. Like I can't even imagine the the poor YouTubers that that cover this shit. Like their brains would explode if that ended up being the case. Um, so I, I I hope that that doesn't end up being the case. But I don't think it necessarily ends with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We're gonna get a Loki season two. We're gonna get some other property with Wanda, whether it's Wanda Vision or something else on the other side of of Doctor Strange. I would imagine. So I don't know that it dies with that, but I don't think that the multiverse needs to to go so much as that shitstorm we saw at the end of Loki needs to go you know like yeah. the, it seemed like it seemed like the even within the sacred timeline quote unquote there were multiple timelines kind of interwoven with one another otherwise like where how where does Sylvie show up like how does a universe exist where all of a sudden Loki's just a chick now or a fucking alligator for that matter <laughs> or like you know like all these various things like yeah. so those have to be 
some other timelines that exist or overlap the sacred timeline in some way. And we'll still be able to have a few of those here and there. It almost might be weirdly enough. They could kind of take a page out of DC and instead of having the multiverse, we got the new 52. Like we have a finite number of universes and, that makes it nice yeah. and easy for us to manage them. You're right. You're right. And that's probably the, the, the better way to go about it is to just prune in the sense of a better word, all the multiverses. And then maybe we're left with like three. So, well, yeah, there was, there's a, I don't know if it's necessarily a theory or if this was confirmed by the showrunners or the writers, but all of those timelines that were being pruned were timelines in which it created another Kang, Kang yeah, basically. Yeah. So it wasn't every little thing that happened here and there. For instance, Steve and Peggy from Endgame living back now, exactly. now in the alternate timeline. If that didn't create another Kang, Steve was able to live a happy life with Peggy. And obviously he was because he came back and was like 112 years old and gave, and gave Sam the shield. So um, that universe didn't get pruned for whatever reason. Gamora from 2014, 2019, whatever, yeah. is able to be here now uh, and wasn't pruned for whatever reason. So it's only those universes where a Kang was created, meaning there are plenty of other universes other than the 616 universe, I guess, if we're calling it that. Yeah, and, yeah, and, I, and that's what I took from it, too. It wasn't necessarily because, like, a lot of people had questions about Oh, well, then why wasn't the, the female version of Loki just pruned immediately when she was born if everything's trying to stay the same? And you're right, it was specifically yep. to avoid they did what needed to be done to avoid Kang from being birthed or created. So um Yeah, man. There's gonna be a lot of Kangs though. Don't worry, folks. Plenty of Kangs. Oh yeah, there's yeah, plenty, plenty of mortis. Oh, well, that probably was a mortis, but there's thousands of verse. And the fact that even eventually king is a version of reed richard's dad so like that's a fucking yeah. weird ass like it king's storyline is really one of the most con the fact that they finally got it all to where it makes a little bit of sense is still fucking crazy because king is fucking uh, that storyline is ridiculous but next movie we got a spider spider-man no way home dr strange Ooh. is gonna be in this one um who's not gonna be in this one Everybody's going to be in this yeah. movie. We're going to be in this movie, folks. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> We're alternate Spider-Man. And this could be the last Spider-Man movie in the MCU, which I don't... I, they'd be crazy to pull. Nah. They'd be crazy. I know they were thinking about doing it before, but it seems like it seems like they're actually going to be going into... Marvel creating a, a multiverse actually works better for Sony to stay partnered oh, with yeah. Marvel. But, you know, that's for another day what's your what's your expectation level on this movie um on a scale of one to ten uh probably about a 99 like are we kidding <laughs> this movie is gonna be the greatest this is gonna be the biggest craziest superhero movie of all time if it is even half of all the various rumors that we're hearing i mean i don't know how many of these people have been legitimately confirmed but you know obviously the three spider-men right tom holland toby yeah. mcguire andrew garfield um alfred molina coming back as doc who's Ock. just been spilling uh, all the fucking beans by yeah, the way he's been spilling the tea left and right like he doesn't care at all he's clearly dying in this movie because yeah. there's no chance he's coming back because he obviously knows that's the case but then again he died back in the other one presumably and he thought he was dead and couldn't come back and he did so i don't know but he's coming back jamie fox is coming back as electro um, out. Uh, what is his name? Willem Dafoe is coming back as Norman Osborn, presumably. The, the and and then all the ones that you've heard rumored. Uh, um, Matt Murdock coming back. Charlie Cox is is Daredevil potentially. Um, well, who else was rumored? Uh, Emma Stone potentially coming back to rehash Gwen Stacy in some respect. I mean, all of these things would just be completely bonkers. On top of Doctor Strange and 
you know, what caused all of this? Like, clearly, even though these villains are all villains unto themselves, like some sort of craziness caused all of this. And yeah, it has something to do with the multiverse breaking or whatever. And Strange is trying to fix it. And Spidey's going to have to recruit Spidey friends and take on the this, this pseudo sinister six and all this kind of stuff. It's going to be mind boggling if it's if it's what we're kind of expecting it to be. But the, the bar is pretty high. So I don't. I feel bad for for John Watts and the crew because this is like if this isn't the greatest superhero movie of all time, I think people are gonna hate it. Yeah, yeah. Over that's not an over under question. Do we get Miles Morales in this movie? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Just everybody. Gwen Stacy will get Spider Ham. Like uh, I want, I want the I want the Spider Man from the Spider Verse movies to at least appear in some version, way, shape, or form, whether it's live action or some animated, you know, whatever. That would be cool. Even in like a post credit scene, that would be. That would just be the post credit scene to end all post credit scenes, right? It's like Tom Holland, uh, like that, all that all one. of the Spider Man standing in a circle pointing at one another. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then we can get Spider Ham versus Alligator Loki. Yes. Oh yeah. Is that is that a thing? Like, do we think Alligator Loki is from like the anamorphic or whatever it is, anthropomorphic he universe? He has to where be, right? Am- he has to be. That's the only way that it makes <laughs> sense. He has to be. Um, if that's the case. Do we get to see the variation of Kang from that universe, Kangaroo the Conqueror? <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I, I liked think that's it. A, I think that's a legit thing because I did read the Spider Ham comics for for yeah. a, a minute there, and I think that I'm 95 percent sure that is real that, that as far as the concept, yeah. but I don't know that the name is that. Yeah. Oh, uh, but <laughs> that's just funny. Yeah, I think this 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 Spider Man movie has to be the greatest Spider Man movie of all time. Like it, it just has to be. And if it's not, people are gonna be so disappointed. But I just I don't see them I don't see them failing this at all. Like I just I I as crazy as it is, as many batshit ass storylines and theories that are out there for this, I think they're gonna really nail this one home. And you know, some people are expecting like a live action version of Into the Spider Verse. It's not gonna be that at all. Not that same thing, but I do think we're going to get a lot of Spider-Man from different universes. Hell, I, I think we're going to get maybe not like a huge scene with all three of the main Spider-Men together all at once, but we're going to see them all in one shape, form or fashion. Tobey Maguire may not even put on the suit. Like he may just be an old Spider-Man that gives some that gives some advice. Yeah to tom holland spider-man but i would i love the idea of toby Maguire playing like the peter b parker like to yeah. you know from like 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 the fat kind of lazy peter parker yeah. from the spider-verse movie if if toby's that version of spidey and he's got to come back and try to try to pick tom up it's like oh wow they found out your identity huh yeah that happened to me it took a little longer in but you know what are you gonna do like yeah that, that whole sort of deal that would be kind of fun and 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 maybe they, the, I think, like the Spider Men come in and they they decide to use them as an alibi for for Peter, right? So Peter's locked up or in lockup or in court, and now you've got the other Spideys doing Spidey shit all over town, and it's yeah. like, well, obviously this kid's not Spider Man; those guys are Spider Man or whatever it is. I would hope that they are wise enough to do something like that, but uh, that's going to be kind of an interesting thing too, because. Um, we had this whole event in New York, right? With this, with Falcon and and Sharon Carter and and Bucky. Yeah. Where the fuck was Spidey, man? He's nowhere low. to be found. He's laying on the low. run. He got he <laughs> got to be laying low, man. Um, but uh, <laughs> Charlie Cox coming back as Daredevil is something that I want so bad because he was a great Daredevil. Fantastic. And you know, I hope it's not just stunt casting. I hope if they bring. Especially with now we're we're in a multiverse, like they can bring him back and it not be the same 
exact depiction as what was in Netflix. But, you know, we just kind of know his backstory generally from that. And he was I and I know people at the time were saying, like, well, I don't know if he'd be able to play it on the big screen. Charlie Cox is a fucking amazing actor. And now yeah. with Disney Plus, you don't even necessarily need to have Daredevil be um on the big screen, like like have his own solo movie, like have him pop in where need be, but bring the bring the Daredevil series to Hulu or Disney Plus if they're if they don't want to do it to a degree. Let him let him be fucking Daredevil. Man. Yeah, I, I would like for him to do the suit and all that stuff. I think we're only going to get like a Matt Murdock thing in the in the Spidey movie. I think there's just too much else going on. You're going to have three Spider-Men, maybe even more than that. And Daredevil versus yeah. all of these Spidey villains. It just feels like a little much. But just to have him there would be really cool. And in frankly, the less they do and the less that they establish in the MCU, the more likely I feel like it is that they just go to Netflix, buy all of that up and just rehash it all. Like, and just, just, okay, it is the same daredevil. You knew this whole time. Yeah. Karen looks a little different. Don't fucking worry about it. But, uh, you know, that, that, that could end up being the case. Cause I do think they're going to, there's a lot of rumors about D'Onofrio coming back as Kingpin and rightfully so he was as good at that role as Cox was yeah. a daredevil. Uh, he's and then coming, Punisher. They said he's coming back. And I know it's not this movie, but there's another series that's happening that they said he may be. Is it She-Hulk? I can't uh, it was either She-Hulk or or um or the the not the Marvel movie, uh, the Captain. Uh, what is it? Miss Marvel, Marvel or whatever okay. it was. But okay. yeah, there was something she was. Pop- yeah, he's definitely been rumored to pop up at something in the near future. And I mean, that guy, that guy in that role is just like Perfect. as good as any of the other castings have ever been. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah. But, I mean, we don't have to make it through each movie in Phase 4. I wanted to talk a little bit about all of them. And the last specific one that I want to talk about, and then we can kind of talk about where the Phase 4 is going to go as a whole, our speculation, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Ugh. Is this going to be the greatest comic book movie of all time? It's going to be the greatest comic book movie of all time since Spider-Man No Way Home, which <laughs> I haven't even seen yet, but it's going to be the greatest. Um, yeah, this is this is going to be a really good one-two punch, right? Very much yeah. akin to Infinity War and Endgame. And, and you know what? We all deserve it, right? After having to sit back and not see movies in theaters and all this sort of stuff, we shouldn't have to wait another five, six, ten years for one of those. We're going to get it right here in this 2021-2022 combo, assuming... You know, like the Delta variant doesn't kill us all or whatever. But um, that said, uh, yeah, this this movie is another one of these things where the possibilities are literally endless. Haley Atwell is Captain Carter, Wolverine, Deadpool, all, who, you name it. They can shoehorn it into this movie if they want to do it. And uh, and I kind of hope they do. There's there's rumors of like the Illuminati being formed in this movie. And I think that would have been a really cool kind of gift to the world um, as Tony went out to contact X and contact Namor and contact, you know, T'Challa and be like, all right, guys, you know, it's your show now. So, you know, you guys get together and figure this shit out. Next time a Thanos shows up, maybe we can all be on the same page for once. Um, That that would be kind of cool. So, um, yeah, to see that and that that to even be the mechanism to either bring back a Patrick Stewart uh, or, or, you know, uh, McAvoy as as X or introduce whoever he's going to be moving forward, even just, you know, wheel them in and maybe show us his face and see who, who's going to be playing and moving forward. But, uh, yeah, that's a whole nother. We've talked about all these different strands of the universe. Still haven't really seen any of the X-Men. Still haven't seen Fantastic Four, Doom, Galactus, none of this stuff. And it's it's going to get a lot. And, and, and then, you know, potential of more Spider-related things being attached to the MCU, Morbius, Venom. Um, it's, man, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot. And, and it's, it's to the point to where, you know, if they miss every so often, 
all right, we'll get them next month. Like, you know, whatever. Like, I, I can't even I can't even hate it so much. I'm going to get beaten over the head with it to the degree that I might even skip some stuff, which is something that if you would ask me five years ago, it would have been completely unheard of. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's the multiverse of madness really, I think it's going to feel like very like how Civil War was basically an Avengers movie. It was just it wasn't labeled an Avengers movie. That's what yep. Doctor Strange is going to be. It's going to be one. It's going to feel like the end of a phase without being the end of a phase. And then it's kind of going to birth whatever comes afterwards. Cause I really looking at the titles that come after that, we have love and thunder next black Panther, the Marvels, uh, Ant-Man guardians of the galaxy. And then fantastic four is the one, the next one after that, that at least we know it's coming uh, from John Watts. And I believe blade just recently got a release date as well, but I don't remember it off Ooh. the top of my head. Um, so, you know, I, I really feel like this is going to feel like a cap to what everything that came before it, before we go into what, see what happens, what was happening on the other side of the MCU at the same time. Cause I think that's, what's going to be is that a lot of these storylines are going to all kind of be going on at the same time, but we won't find out until the end. Um, and I really think that guardians of the galaxy three is going to end the end. The end credit scene of that is absolutely going to be the fantastic four launching into space. And that'd be it. Wow. Like, it has to be. That would just be. Could be. I mean, uh, have you seen? There's been a leak recently, apparently, about who the who the cast is going to be for Fantastic Four. Yeah, but it's been even... a couple of leaks. I like. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I one the one leak that I do want to ask you about. If you've seen, have you seen the leak of a somebody decoded the Wakandan writing in one of the scenes in Black Panther, and it and it shows what happened to Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa, and then it's been confirmed. Oh, wow. That Namor actually is now he may not be the villain, but he is in the next Black Panther movie. That's pretty cool. That's going to be really interesting because, I mean, like, obviously, they're not going to recast T'Challa and rightfully so, at least for a very, very long time. Um, But all of the stuff in the comics is Namor and T'Challa back and forth, blah, blah, blah. Like, is who steps into that? Like Okoye, Nakia, like, you know, Shuri. It's not going to feel right. And it's not it has nothing to do with any of them being chicks. It has to do with none of them being T'Challa. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be pretty bonkers to see how they how they spin that. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Namor's sister is also heavily uh, been rumored to be cast. So yeah. maybe she even maybe plays more of a of of a forefront as far as the the Wakanda versus Atlantis war, while Namor's off doing Illuminati shit. Like yeah. that could that could be how this spins out. Yeah, it, it, the Phase Four is just it's it's going to be crazy because there's no avengers movie scheduled for phase four as of yet right now that could change i think they're doing d23 soon at some point and we'll see what mm-hmm. announcements we get there kevin feige I, you know, at this point i wouldn't pop i wouldn't be surprised if kevin feige pops up like oh yeah avengers comes out such and such day we've already filmed it you guys just didn't know we filmed it um <laughs> like right? shit like that like I'm really hoping that they can. And, and I think with the multiverse the one thing that's going to be really interesting especially now with the pandemic um having drastically affected, I think how they look at filming stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, how much, how much can they do at once? You know, can they shoot two, three, four movies at once? Hey, everybody's here. Like, let's shoot the movie, you know, yeah. let's shoot the next Avengers movie. And while we're at it, shoot Deadpool, Deadpool kills the Marvel universe and shoot, you know, this thing and and that thing and try to, you know, get their money's worth and henceforth give our give our money's worth out of the whole thing is that, you know, we're not you're not just getting an Avengers movie. You're getting two Avengers movie this summer and Deadpool for Christmas. How you doing? You know, let's see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. Deadpool. Deadpool. They just announced Deadpool. We all know that it's coming. Like it. it, it I'm, 
I'm interested to see where he pops up. Uh, you know, I feel like he's going to hit us at the most unexpected conceivable time. Um, and it could be in literally any project. There isn't a single director that wouldn't be like, yeah, I want the first Deadpool cameo in the MCU. They'd shoehorn it in. They'd find a way to get Ryan Reynolds in there. But um, yeah, Deadpool, it, like I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. I'm nervous, right? I'm a little nervous to see what the mouse does with Deadpool, but um, it, it, how, I mean, it, Ryan Reynolds will make it work, right? I just, I have faith. I'm putting it out there. Give me a scene with Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Uh, damn it. Who's the character in Ant-Man? The, the, Oh, fucking Michael Pena. Yeah, What's Michael the, Pena. Yeah, and and uh, and uh, Florence Pugh just all talking shit. All, like, I just those three. I would love to see that. Yeah, there are a lot of really cool characters that it will be fun to see Deadpool interact Rocket with and Deadpool, and Rocket, Raccoon and, and Deadpool. That, that, like, yeah, Rocket, 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 Groot, and Deadpool just, like, hanging out for, for even, like, 30 seconds would be one of the more entertaining things they've put together yeah, in a yeah, while. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, and then we've talked about so much, and I feel like we've mentioned so many characters. Like we haven't even really talked about Thor, really talked about the Guardians, really talked about Hulk, really talked about She-Hulk. Or, I mean, there's 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 a lot coming. And, and, and with this kind of condensed release schedule, yeah, man, we, we we're going we could do this like on, a, on almost a weekly basis at this point. We really could. We really could, because, I mean, still, we, we mentioned a lot of the movies that are coming, but shows that are still coming. We got Hawkeye, which we talked about a little bit. We got Miss Marvel. Moon Knight, uh, which some scenes that just got released not too Ooh, long ago. They, yeah, I just saw the costume. It looks dope. Yeah. I'm pretty cool. I'm pretty cool with the mummy aspects of it. I like that, yeah. that they went that route. Yeah. She-Hulk, Secret Evasions, the Gardens of the Galaxy Holiday Special, which James Gunn has said it is required watching before you see the Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Ironheart, which is the character that picks up as the new Iron yep. Man. Armor Wars and a Wakandan series all coming out in phase four as well. And again, none of that includes X-Men, Fantastic Four, or any auxiliary spider stuff that yeah. could potentially be added on. It's 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 nuts. And I think they're gonna do more of this animated stuff too. I think oh, with yeah, the what if for sure. with the for multiverse, sure. like why not? Low budget, give me Modoc, give me Mole Man, give me uh, give me goofy ass, like ridiculous stuff that that you can only do. I want I kinda wanna show where they just have like two completely fucking normal people living in the MCU, and it's like it's like Seinfeld in the MCU, right? Like, well, that's like just living what there. that uh, <laughs> Damage Control show was supposed to be that end up getting X, and that was supposed to happen over at ABC. But I wouldn't mind oh. seeing that at all. Like it, it, Dude. like that would be all, just regular people living in the MCU, and like just imagine like a sitcom set, and then in the middle of like these two characters doing this goofy shit or whatever, their building starts coming down because Hawk's running up the building. Yes. Like, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Like that would just be awesome. I mean, they, they definitely won't do this, but I want like the stoner comedy of like, like a bunch of guys sitting around, like spoken Pollock talking about conspiracies that all are true, by the way, they're yeah. all like saying like, they're like, Oh man, I heard the government like did this thing, man, where they put together all these jewels in a, in a gauntlet, man. And like, you know, <laughs> it's like yeah, you're crazy, man. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking crazy, man. Crazy. All right. One one bit of speculation of something you're gonna you think is gonna happen in MCU you want to see before we go tonight. One thing I would like to see moving forward, I think if I had my absolute druthers, Kevin Feige rolled up to the Bellominium right now and was just like, Bello, I could give you whatever you want. I want, and I kind of teased it before. I want Emma Stone and I want her in the Spider Gwen outfit. I'll take five seconds. That's all I need. Just just to just to kind of pay off all the good work she did in those really terrible movies. I thought she was a great uh, Gwen Stacy, and obviously they'll recast her 
her moving forward because she's just like she couldn't play like a high schooler at this point. But mm-hmm. it is what it is. I just I needed to pay off in some way, shape, or form. So of the litany of spider people, that's a requirement for me. Okay. The one thing that I want to see, and this is just completely self-service, is and this is because I just love him as an actor. I want Don Cheadle to have one badass action scene. Like when you really think about Don Cheadle and his oh, and yeah. him playing War Machine, like the baddest thing that he did was in the second Iron Man movie when him and Iron Man were taking out all the drones or whatever. But I just want and I mean, he, I think he's the main character in Armor Wars. I just need Don Cheadle to get his badass hero moment where it's just not him being a sidekick, where it's just him kicking fucking ass. Oh, man, I would, I agree. And as soon as you said that, I immediately had a flashback of all of the Don Cheadle action scenes. And it's all just like random, rapid fire, completely random two second shots of like, oh, you know, war machine coming at you. And it's like, that's that's it. That's all you yeah. get out of him. So, yes, that would be cool. Um, and it would be really cool to see him like absolutely slaying at a party, like telling stories about War Machine too. Like remember for like Age of Ultron yeah. with a boom, you're looking for this thing. I, I would I would love to see him, you know, instead of kind of feeling embarrassed about it with all of the Avengers around, he gets to actually be the hot shit for for like a party. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, Armor Wars, though, we didn't really talk much about this. I I got a theory, man. I think I think if you're gonna bring John Barenthal's Punisher back into the MCU mm. into the MCU in some way, shape, or form. Having him be the villain of Armor Wars, where you have Nick Fury, um, instead of giving him the War Machine armor, let's say he give he he got his hands on one of the old Iron Man armors, and he gives it to Punisher. Now Punisher's basically like a War Machine unto himself, and Don Cheadle's got to be the one that that steps in and takes him down. I think that would be pretty sweet, and then. You know, we can reconcile how Frank becomes more of a good guy from there. Um, but maybe, you know, he was just following orders. Fury told him to do it. And uh, and he just was going along for the ride. And then we can we can reform him a little bit in the public eye, I guess, on the back end of it. But that'd be kind of cool. I have a feeling Riri Williams is going to play a role in that as well. Uh, all things Tony Stark tech related will we'll probably find a way into that particular series. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah. I mean, I, well, I there's, Don there's Cheadle, yeah, I loved him like in Falcon and Winter. Sorry, yeah, no, I liked him in the Winter Soldier. So I'm, I'm, I'm I feel like Armor Wars really needed. It needs to come soon. Like I need, yeah. I need it to, to, to give me that one-two punch coming off of his, his little cameo. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I really hope that that they do. I know there's talk about a Ghost Rider, either show or movie. I really hope that they link Moon Knight, Ghost Rider, Blade. Hell, throw Deadpool in there, even though he's not really mystical. That that. And like, let them just be rated R and do the what the fuck they do, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, honestly. And then, yeah, you know, something we didn't talk at all about. I don't know because it's not necessarily MCU as far as we know it, but like Morbius and Venom, and like the yeah. fact that like in Morbius, Craven. like you 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 see yeah Craven, but you see um uh Michael Keaton's uh, Vulture in it. Like you see different versions of the da- Daily Bugle in it than what's in the actual Spider-Man films. I really think that by the end of all this. Like all of this, everything's just all fucking connected finally. And let, let it just be like, let it be what it's supposed yeah, to be. It's a win-win for everyone. Be, I, I totally agree. That would be fantastic. And then like you said, that we can get Morbius over with like the Midnight Suns with a, with like a strange and a ghost rider and a, you know, whatever you could pull in an Electra and Elsa Bloodstone Cause we're going to need some eye candy and you know, whatever uh, we'll, we'll make it work from there. Um, but 
especially if you're going to do like a rated R type thing. I mean, like, come on, just a fucking sausage fest. No one wants to see that shit. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, having Morbius and, and I mean, these are not slouch, nobody actors. Jared Leto is Morbius, Tom Hardy, uh, you know, having Aaron Taylor, Taylor Johnson playing Craven makes things very interesting moving forward. If that is tied into the MCU, but they'll make him up. Like you'll never know you, you, you'll bar- barely be able to tell it's the same person. Uh, I am pretty excited about Venom or at least I was until it got pushed back. Uh, a month, um, uh, and, you know, hopefully it's only a month, um, but it, it would be quite, you know, that's the one thing that as much as I like the Venom movie, it, the whole thing felt, it felt like it was in the Raimi universe, right? Like mm-hmm. it didn't feel like it was made in 2019 or whatever it was. It felt like it was made in 2003. And, and so maybe that's how this resolves, right? Toby comes in our universe, turns out he was really in that universe. And that's like, not necessarily the Raimi universe, but Toby's the Spider-Man in this Raimi universe, adjacent universe that that Tom Hardy's Venom instead of Topher Grace. So it's a much better universe. And now we can go play in that one instead of, you know, trying to bring back Topher Grace and James Franco, who obviously is like the one guy they didn't call for this fucking reunion. <laughs> um, and then, you know, so many other things. So that then you can give Toby a new universe to play in. You give him Tom Hardy to work with. I would like to see it. I would like to see a situation where Venom comes into the MCU, not just for Tom Hardy, but I want to see like the Venom symbiote go apeshit and attach itself to Thor and you know Deadpool and all this kind of crazy stuff. And you know, in a, in a pipe dream sort of situation, maybe we get a King in Black event or a, an absolute carnage event somewhere down the line in the MCU. That would be insane. Um, but yeah, I, unfortunately, I don't think we're ever going to get the full satisfaction on how tied in we want those characters to be, but they'll give us enough to kind of appease, at least attempt to appease everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll, the, the thing is, is that they find, they find a way. Life finds a way. And it, the, Kevin Feige finds a way as well. And I think if there's a deal to be made and it, and it fits into whatever narrative he wants to tell with the MCU and it, it works, it's going to be done. And I, I, you know, I know there's people worried about like if Sony's going to take Spider-Man back or whatever. And it just you got to think these are some of the most successful Spider-Man movies, period. Just having them uh, align with the MCU. They'd be idiots. Like, would you want to go back to the Amazing Spider-Man 2? That's what you created on your own, Sony. Like, do you really want to go back to that? Yeah. Let's think of all the in they can get with they could do. They can license the characters, the various Spider-Man characters for all these different shows. They can rehash the animated series. They can do like all these awesome things. And all of that can nicely reside over on the Disney Plus and they can get their kickback out of it. I mean, it's for them. It's it's, it's easy money, right? Like, I mean, you're not going to get like the a bulk of the money certainly if you let marvel studios do all the production and all that kind of stuff which i think they're doing 50 50 on the movies if if i understand so do do that or even let marvel run wild do whatever they want to do on the disney plus and take 25 percent and do nothing just sit there and collect yeah and that's what it's it's a money factory man they would be fools to 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 let that well dry up (laughs) for sure for sure man but that's it, bro. I'm not going to hold you up. And like you said, we can we can make this a weekly thing. We can talk Absolutely. about this for hours. The MCU uh, speculation. Bello, uh, if you got anything that you want to make sure that you say before we go, go ahead. Otherwise, give them your social media. Not all that much. Yeah, you can find me on the Twitters at the Andrew Bello. And, uh, and as always, I've, I'm involved in, you know, a political podcast. It's it's, you know, it's a right wing conservative kind of thing. It's called the right opinion. <laughs> I'm an executive producer. The host Harrison Bergeron's opinions tend to echo mine in a lot of respects. Um, but he's, you know, he's a, he's a fine fellow. He's got a very sultry voice. Uh, he's he's a very very intelligent fellow at that as well. Um, you can find most of his stuff at rightopinionpod.substack.com. The podcast 
and whatever blog type entries all are kind of neatly put there. And then on social media at right opinion pod on Twitter, Instagram, and probably all of those weirdo alternative ones. None of you people have. There you <laughs> go. I don't know any, I don't know any people who actually have them. I know mostly like bots on Twitter that claim they have them. That's yeah. fair. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, I don't, I, I don't, I've been on them. I don't, I don't see a whole lot of human activity going on <laughs> on parlor and gab and things of the like. Oh man, the part that parlor app that shit's hilarious, man. The Dude, it's like the worst. I'm like, I really want to give you a try, man, because I really don't like Twitter, but it's the it's just the way, unfortunately. So I gotta be there. But yeah, I wish there was something that was akin to it, but no, it's not. It's just like sex bots and and even look, I can't even stand the Trump bots. Like, I mean, the, the, I don't like bots in any form. They're awful. I'm very pro-human. Right. <laughs> Damn, fuck you, belly got me coughing. <laughs> oh, man, fair enough. Well, you guys know where you can follow me. You can follow me at CEO Hayes, at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow the podcast at Awaken Soul Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, theawakensoulpod at gmail.com. We are the normal podcast for the culture, and this week we out this bitch. Peace. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Breaks Media. Breaks. 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 Breaks.